God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child, listen. This is day 689,000 of quarantine living. And I am your host in whatever year this is um, of the Woman Evolved podcast. Let me tell you something. I have been fine on quarantine. I have been eating my things. I have been sleeping my naps. I have been resting. I have been worshiping. I have been creating. I have been responding to emails. But let me tell you, was it Sunday? Sunday and Monday is when I decided I've been seeing your memes. I've been seeing all of them. The memes about just throw the whole year away and and blase, blase, put in the trash. And I said, it, they're being dramatic. We're not there yet. Sunday I, Sunday, I turned a corner. I said, you know what? Something has happened in 2020, and I don't know exactly what it is. It's going to be your year, they said. Perfect vision, they said. My husband said it's the year of revealing, and you know what? I feel revealed like never before. This is the year of revealing of the things and the things and all of the things that you never wanted to see. He said it, too. Everybody was clapping like the year of revealing because you know what? Everybody thought I'm finna be revealed. This is my breakthrough. I'm I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. He said, and and I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of the things you see, you ain't gonna like. And I hit don't like on Sunday and Monday, but all is well. Let me tell you what did it for me. First of all, when they said they just gonna keep everything closed till May, that's that's fine. I want everybody's health and wealth to be first and foremost. May is a month away. I looked at the calendar. It's a whole month away. Then I saw Virginia said June 10th. What is June t- June 10th? What's Virginia reading that the rest of us ain't reading? Because they went on and skipped. Because the way my calendar is March or April, May, then June. Virginia just skipped all over into, wait a minute, take me slow now. And that's what I appreciate is everyone is taking me slow. They said two weeks and then they extended it. That's fine. You can take me slow. What is Virginia drinking? What is Virginia doing? During um, quarantine that would make them say June 10th. Y'all, fin- if y'all going to cancel summer, I want y'all to cancel summer now so I can stop trying to eat salad on quarantine. If summer is canceled, just tell me. Just tell me summer's canceled. You ain't got to lie to me. If summer's canceled, I want you to tell me now because you know what? I haven't been eating everything, but there are still some things that I would like to dive into. If y'all canceling summer, just tell me. You hear me? Delegation, y'all know I'm not here by myself. Can someone tell me, can someone speak on behalf of Virginia in the comment section so that we can understand what y'all know that I don't know? I'm going to need it. I'm going to need to know. Just what says, um, more importantly, SJR, where is the revealing of your TikTok, sis? I've been waiting. I'm working on it. 
I'm trying to get the toilet paper flex down together. Uh, Jamie Trice says Virginia is not drinking their water. Virginia is not drinking their water and they are not minding their business. Kanisha says Virginia must be drinking that Douce. I want to encourage y'all to not drink Douce on the quarantine because it will have you saying things that we cannot agree with. Olivia says, I think 2020 is canceled until next year. I need y'all to tell my bathing suit that it is canceled. Mia says, oh, I gave up salad two weeks ago. We're going to try summer in 2021, all the snacks in 2020. Because what y'all not finna do is have me stressed out about this pandemic and stressed out over salad. You got to pick a struggle. And since this pandemic is staying around, then I guess the struggle is going to have to be my waistline, I guess. I guess I tried not to let Corona come from my waist, but she's winning. She's winning this battle. God's Butterfly says 2020 isn't canceled. God can shift it just like that. Glory. But is summer canceled? God probably don't want me to do what I was going to do if I ate salad anyway, knowing the Lord. Ariel Stewart says, we got Womany Evolve 2020. So when I tell you, if they try to cancel summer, check on your strong friend. I'm your strong friend because if we, if Womany Evolve, mm -mm, I bind it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I tell you what. We gonna have this woman evolve. Somebody gonna evolve. Now we may have on masks and hazmat suits, but we going somebody's gonna evolve somewhere. Uh, let's see. Cherry said, uh, "I agree. It is canceled until next year." Okay, we just skipping right on into fall. We gonna skip summer. Somebody said, "Child, my keto diet ain't working right now." Y'all pray. How could it? How could it work under these circumstances? Ebony says, no more summer. We jumping right into fall. We want we want sweater season. If y'all postponing stuff, postpone summer. We want sweater season. Alicia says, well, my refrigerator filed a restraining order against me, so I may be in jail this summer. That's all right. That's all right, friend. We going to help you. We're going to help you. We're going to help you. I'm going to put some money on your books because that restraining order, first of all, that refrigerator ain't even got no business doing that like that. Uh, Court, my sister says, dang, y'all giving up. Y'all give up on, on month three. No, we sis, we giving up tonight. Okay. Course says 2020 gets no rescue. Just what says, um, no, sis, I can't agree with sweater season. I've been waiting for this summer. Well, you must be over there eating salad. We okay, can I don't know. Dominique Collins says, what are we gonna do about Easter? Now y'all know we had our all white together. We had that scuba material and them ruffles and them peplums. We just need to get dressed at the house, okay? And give God this resurrection praise right here from the house. That's we don't have no other options, really. If we're gonna be honest, this is what we got is a resurrection praise. Right here from the living room. That's all right. He rose for the living room. Uh, what y'all doing? How y'all doing out there? Talk to me. How y'all doing? How y'all holding on? Um, how are my essential workers? What's happening in your job field? Who's get on your nerves? We've seen the video of y'all praying. We're covering you guys. I went to the grocery store yesterday to stock up for the week. I told my grocery clerk, thank you for everything you're doing. We're praying for you guys and your family because I know people are out here not minding their business and drinking their water. How are y'all doing though? How are the kids? Are they still with us? How are your children? How, how have they been progressing? him through this season how you didn't even know that God was calling you to be a teacher I feel a word on that God pushed you into something and now you want to get pushed out has God ever pushed you into something and you're ready to get pushed out somebody's enjoying homeschooling somebody 
is not. Who are you? Where are you? I'm checking on you. Core Jakes Coleman says he rose for the living room, Sarah. That's a whole word. He rose for, don't get me started. Carbonate says, I'm sis, I need a bigger house. I'm running out of hiding places. I'm telling you, the bathroom and the closet, that's about what you got. The bathroom and the closet. I turn the vent on in my bathroom whether I need the vent on or not. Just because for me, it's like a a noise machine. And in that bathroom, when I turn on the vent machine, I am on somebody's ocean. This is, this is what Corona has done to us. I'm on somebody's ocean when I'm in the bathroom with the vent on because you got to do what you got to do. Ramiska says, my son is missing his prom and possibly graduation. I'm sad but want them safe. I can only understand from big events like colleges and graduations to weddings, even funerals, everything has been shifted because of this pandemic. And to be honest, like I do feel fortunate because I haven't experienced loss. I didn't have like a wedding, those big life events that you have planned that you can't, but that you can't have during the season. I feel sadly for the graduates and for those who were expecting to go to prom, but I think my heart really, really aches for people who have lost loved ones and can't even honor them. I had a friend of mine whose mom actually passed from coronavirus and, you know, <laughs> she put in her post, like, we're going to wait until this is over so that we can give you the celebration you deserve. And seeing stories like that is always super, super sobering. This thing, and and how am I going to eat salad and handle these emotions? Is Dr. Anita on? Dr. Anita, can you help us? Because we don't understand how we're going to eat salad and be adults and mature and balanced. Uh, Kara says, what's happening with Woman Evolve 2020 in July? It's still on. I'm believing and praying that God is going to move supernaturally and we're going to be able to have it uh, the way that we have intended to have it. If for some reason that shifts, I will address that when it happens right now based off of the guidelines, even Virginia's guidelines. It seems like we will be able to resume some level of normalcy. Of course, as you know, things are shifting quickly. And so I'm open. I'm going to be wise. I'm not going to put anybody in danger. I love you guys too much to just want to have our experience over you guys uh, having your health. So I'm going to be wise, but it's on. Okay, let's see. Jessica says, I had a friend pass away from COVID-19. He leaves behind a wife and two young kids. Please pray for them. Certainly praying for them. Uh, spiritually invested with Jesus says, when I prayed, the Lord said coronavirus means casting out rebellion over nations and vowing in righteousness, undeniable salvation. That's beautiful. Um, Linda War says, yes, it's so sad. Waco had our first day death today. It's hard out here. Um, so we're together, though. That's what matters. Uh, Sanctuary says, Woman Evolve is part of my 40th celebration tour. So Rona needs to move along. Move out the way. OK. All right. So listen, Rescue Eve, do you, it's. Everything is pretty much about Rona, uh, so I'm going to work through these, and we're going to see what thus saith the Lord in this season and who you all want to rescue. Um, oof, I just saw somebody say something at my six feet distance. I don't know. I want to talk. Do y'all know, is it David Geffen or Jeffen? Geffen or Jeffen? Do we know? Who knows? Whoever he is, the Saints were a little bit upset with him. Um, he posted a picture of him on his yacht. And it says sunset last night, isolated in the Grenadines, avoiding the virus. I'm hoping everybody is staying safe. 
Of course, people were pretty upset about this uh, post of his because he's isolated on a yacht and they felt like it was out of touch. And, um, you know, and while I can understand people's frustrations, what I want to say is this. If I had a yacht right now, that is where I probably would choose to be isolated. I would like, well, I'm not going to rescue him because he need to rescue us. But I want to submit this to the delegation and see uh, how how do y'all feel about this one? Is, is he wrong for this? Is he wrong for being on his yacht and talking about how he's, you know, isolated? And, and I tell you what I'm going to say is this. Whether it's a yacht or a house or an apartment or whatever, isolated is isolated. I think that even on a yacht, I would be feeling the pressure of you can't go nowhere. And you can't go nowhere as you can't go nowhere, no matter where you are and how nice it is, you still can't go nowhere. Uh, but what would y'all say? Um, Allison's listen, Allison said, listen, I will be on mine too. Angelica says, sis, why waste a rescue on him when he flexed and told us he can rescue himself? I didn't even realize till I read the story that he didn't even need us. Um, he didn't even need us to rescue him. That's what Rona has me out here doing is rescuing folks who don't need to be rescued. Sarita says, maybe he should just not post. Maybe, you know what? Terrence says, let's offer a map so he can get home. Laverne says, it's true. Uh, God's butterfly says he was being prideful. God is merciful so we can give him a noodle as if he needed it. Heck, he have a yacht. You think he was being prideful or is he just so... I've never experienced this, but maybe he just so rich he out of touch and he thought he was connecting with everybody. Or was he? I don't know what he was doing. All I'm saying is that whew, when I saw it, I said, Lord, let me celebrate what you're doing in his life so that I may show myself worthy. Because if somebody else knocks on my door at 6 a.m. in the morning to not want nothing during this coronavirus season, I'm going to get something. I'm going to get a life raft and put it in the pool. Okay? Uh, uh, take it to the lake. I'm going to need somebody to do something. Um, God's Butterfly says, agree with so rich he's out of touch, part sis. Uh, yeah, I think so. Starlene says, but he didn't have to post it, though, on a yacht. Leave him be. All right. Our tree says, y'all, y'all, what if it wasn't? safe to be in the house I'm just saying we can rescue the saints want to rescue and by rescue I do mean just to uh, I think it was Terrence who said give them a map because we can't actually afford to rescue you because you can afford to rescue us send us a yacht I don't want to I can't determine whether or not I can rescue you until you send me a yacht I don't know if anyone knows anybody who knows. Just tell them I want to, but I need to see the yacht first. Jasmine Serena says, Lord, I see what you're doing for others. Bless me with the yacht one, too. Um, how about that? Course says he didn't say he was in touch. He never said he was in. He said All he said is that he's isolated, too. Andrea says he is safe and rescued. You're right. Sandy says, or maybe he got the Rona and acting like he flexed and he is sick, y'all. Even if, And if you got to do the Rona on the yacht, it's your yacht to do it. All right. But we this is what we're going to decide to do. Um, Maria Williams says, but that's his reality. If it were yours or your normal, you'd post it too. That's what I thought when I saw it. People were all upset. And I was like, but this is his this his everyday life. Like, this is his normal. He didn't, I don't think he really thought nothing of it because he's so not 
having to go to the grocery store and wrap up that he's just like, listen, this is me. We're all in. He said, we're all in this together. But I tell you what I said the first time, can't go nowhere. It's can't go nowhere, no matter where you are. And everybody is feeling can't go nowhere. Everybody's got to be feeling can't go nowhere. Now, how about that? Okay, so um, Kayla says he don't look like he want to be rescued. So we're not going to rescue him, but that was a fun exercise. Um, I think I should have probably thought a little bit more about rescuing or not rescuing, but here we are anyway. Um, I have. I want to know if you guys want to rescue the pastors who are having church anyway in spite of the regulations that are happening. There were two pastors actually that got arrested arrested for having service because they were putting their people in danger. What does delegation, what say ye about this? I think there's two trains of thought. You know, one of them said that if anybody got it, he was, first of all, he said he had some machine that was going to zap it out of the air. And then if they got it, he would cast and pray it out. And I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost to heal. So I am, I'm not sweating nobody's thoughts, but I also think that there are, there's wisdom that we can use so that we can really preserve the power for when we don't have power. You know what I mean? I think the power is most powerful when you do in his strength, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So I do think that we need to be powerless in order to really experience the fullness of his power. But what, what do y'all say about that? Uh, no, do y'all, does anyone want to rescue? No better, but not doing better. Some of the saints still having the services. Chica says, wisdom is key. Obey the laws of the land. Erica Manning says, I believe it too, but he was disobedient to the laws of the land. Uh, Jessica says, we are having church via our streaming service. Amen and amen. We still having church now. We still have in church. Kalika Rogers says he needs to keep them people at home and live stream like everyone else. Ashanta Stelf, she says, uh, rescue them pastors. They have big faith. I'll just be worshiping at Bedside Baptist. There is something to say about the faith of it all, you know, to have that level of faith to say that, listen, I, I, I believe that all things are possible and I'm going to be able to cast it out or it's not going to. It's a test. It's a test. Does anyone else want to rescue? Christian says, no rescue. God gave us wisdom. They should neglect that part. That's important. Priscilla says, no rescue for those having services with over 500 people. Well, okay. Um, Gabrielle says, I am cackling at how you just broke that down, SJR, and our weaknesses. So I'm telling you. Uh, Sharda says he told them it was an essential business. I do think, no, the work of the Lord must continue. It is essential, but I still think we have a responsibility to protect our people. Like we're going to make sure that we're still doing live stream for our churches and our congregation, but we're going to make sure that we're also protecting them at the same time. But I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see what y'all say. MC Tubes Game says people are catching the virus in their home. Nowhere is safe. Who, oh, are you reading what you don't tell? We don't have time for that. I'm not catching nothing at home, but wait. That's all I'm catching is pounds. Uh, Nikita says, nope, not rescuing them at all. Use wisdom and common. Okay, well, all right. Amir says the pastors can call church whenever. Why would people actually go? Now, there's something to that, but I will say this. People trust people who are in leadership positions and if you're committed to a church you're commuted committed to a community you trust them and you say hey you know what my pastor said I can go I'm gonna go 
I don't know. We listen. We tried to keep the Saints home, but it sounds like y'all don't want to rescue them neither. So we're not gonna rescue them. Um, I chose not to rescue David Gibb. Okay, well let's. See. I have one for you. I want to see if y'all want to rescue this this uh, family. The story reads a little something like this. It says, exes self-quarantine under one roof for the kids. This is the best way to be divorced. Families everywhere are hunkering down together in order to stay close during the indefinite coronavirus self-quarantine. But for those that have separate households as a result of divorced parents and also share custody of children, decisions about how and where to quarantine aren't so straightforward. Denise Albert and Jordan Fish, however, exes of eight years, came up with a unique solution when they decided to rent a house away from their New York City apartment. That was the first thing they did was smart. They said, we get up out of this city because the city is stacked on top of each other. Um, so that their 11-year-old so Jalen didn't need to go back and forth between them. Now the two are living together as a part of a modern-day quarantine setup. Could y'all quarantine with your exes uh, for the sake of the children? I will say this, um, I don't really have a a local co-parent here outside of my husband's ex-wife and their children are pretty much grown so they are able to FaceTime and stuff so that, and she has an essential job. So there, there, we really weren't even, that never even crossed our radar, but are those, are y'all... Are y'all quarantining with y'all's exes and, and their spouses and stuff in this season? Marquita said, mm, yeah, no. Well, you go in your corner, I go in mine, I guess. Jamila says, I would consider that if I had their situation, definitely. Cynthia Patrick says, nope, my son's dad tried it. Kanisha said, the devil is a lie, absolutely not. Cassandra Allen says, I could not and would not quarantine with my ex, period. Now, let me tell you something I did do. When we were living in Denver, there was a snowstorm and (laughs) my my bonus kid's biological mom was in town to visit and there was a snowstorm. And so I said she could stay at the house instead of like driving in a snowstorm. She's from California. It was snow. She was there for the kid's birthday. She couldn't just be stranded at the hotel. So, I mean, I'm, I ain't even going to lie to you. I'm one of them people who would probably do something like this if push came to shove. Push just ain't shoved me. But um, I don't think it's nothing wrong with this. I would like to rescue them. But what would you... What, I think so. What do y'all say? Mary says, yes, blended families are something people are doing every day for the sake of the kids and lives. Yes, I could, but no sleeping together. No way. That's the other thing. Now, let me tell you, let's lay some um, ground rules. If y'all quarantining with your exes, make sure that everything is quarantined. Huh? You see what I'm saying? Quarantine. Them lower parts need to be quarantined too, okay? It's two of y'all. You got history. It's feelings. It's stress. It's emotion. Quarantine them hind parts if y'all going to do this, okay? Jess Thomas says, this virus allows me to get back in tune with God. I needed this in my life. Me too. Ramika says, well, is it really for the sake of the children? S. Perry says, well, you can't quarantine from a jail cell, so I guess I don't have to worry about that issue. Well, you better speak your truth out here today. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, Pupar says, SJR is a whole mood today. I am loving it. SJR is day 346,000 million of quarantine. And this is what I got. Hallelujah. Olive, uh, Olivia Olive says, blended family is good with mutual respect. Esther says, rescue them, but I could not in my situation. I think, yes. 
yes, yes, we're going to rescue them. Jacquees says, rescue them. Their hearts are pure for the sake of the children. Rochelle says, but a snowstorm has an end date. This quarantine is to be determined. FaceTime and financial support is sufficient in these times. You write about that snowstorm, got me right on together. But I'm telling you, it's in me to do. Send me to do. Renita says, perfect time to quarantine those soul ties. Quarantine them soul ties. Renee says, please keep safe and stay healthy. Okay, so they want to rescue. I tell you something else. Um, <laughs> Shanika says, are your quarantine day numbers going up? They going up. Darius says, side note, what's the scent of that candle? LOL, I'm nosy. It's called Diva by Texas Tyler Candle. And it is my absolute favorite. And I got pound cake and tea over here. I'm living. I don't know about you, but I'm living. I'm going to live now. You ain't going to take everything from me. I'm going to have this tea. I'm going to have this girl time on this podcast, and I'm going to eat this pound cake. Can I ask y'all a question? There's someone else I want to know if y'all want to rescue. Um, them stimulus checks that they're giving out, they say if you're behind on your child support, you can't get one. Now, it's one train of thought that says this. This is what one train of thought say. One train of thought say, I could catch up on my stimulus, on my stimuli, if you take the check and give it to me so that I could catch up. Um, but do you guys want to rescue them stimulus checks you could also uh this what i know for sure is sometimes when you get a little extra and you behind they take that little extra and throw it towards where you're behind sometimes it goes right onto the person who needed it or who you know the um conservative the what the the conservative not the the conservative parent chad i ain't looked at the divorce decree in forever but the person who has custody the custody of the children could get that stimulus check but what do y'all say what do y'all say about those? Uh, baby, listen. Uh, Dorisha says, baby, listen. And those who allow people to carry their children don't need to look for a check. Egypt says, like everything else, there is so much going on. Jamila says, child, they need to pay that child support. Ha- Halima says, no check. Sharice says, take the money out that is owed and give it to the one who needs the child support. And then the rest can be given to them. That's what they do. when the- That's custodial. That's what that's custodial custodial parent. Joyce says, but if you are behind on taxes, you can still, if you're behind on taxes and it was something else, you can still get the check, but not child support. But if they really cared about the kids, like if they really cared about the kids, shouldn't they just give the money to the parent who's owed the child support? Like it's one thing to be like, if you owe child support, we're not giving it to you because you should have been responsible. Well, if I owe child support, take this check and give it to the people who need it the most. Sean Green says, if they haven't paid in years, they don't need the check. Carbonate says, let them keep those checks. It's hard for it's hard for everybody out here. The random says, today we shut down our business because of COVID. Pl- praying for you guys. So sorry about that. I know. A lot of people are struggling in that way. Cherie says those babies need to eat. Give their parents money. I think so, Tim. Um, so we need to rescue them checks. At this point in our life, we are not able to not rescue any checks because we don't know today from tomorrow. We can't We can't let no checks hit the floor. Ashley Williams says pass that check. Uh, Malia Lee says, I've gotten the ex's tax refund because they owed tax refunds, bonuses. I know what you're talking about. When you owe, you owe. That's what they should give the stimulus check to them. Claudia says, give them half and the other half to the custodial parent. Now, if the government is just holding the check, send it to them for sure. Sharon Wilson says, why are they get going to give you a check if you're behind on child support? They're not. 
They're not giving it to you if you're behind on child support, but if you're behind on taxes, you can't get it. Susan Allen says, I agree with sis. Take the child support money out and give them what's left or, yeah, give it straight to the mom or dad with the child. Totally agree. Shavondra says we can send the jet for the checks. Now, let me tell you something. The delegation ain't broke out nothing all podcast long. But if we see some checks hitting the ground, we breaking out the jet for that. We're going to all pull together to break out the jet to make sure no checks, no checks left behind. Atar says, child, give the checks to the primary parent. And Valerie says, y'all better invest that money so you can pay back. Okay, so two things. Okay, the stimulus check. We They said we ain't got to pay them stimulus checks back. Let me go check the Googles. But this is what I want to say. If you live somewhere and you can pay your rent and you can pay your utilities and you can pay your stuff, I want to suggest to you that you pay it. If you can pay it, take advantage of all of these incentive incentives that they're giving you so that you can get through this rough patch. But if you can pay, I know us. I know us. Let me talk to Eve. I don't want to talk to that version of you that posts them scriptures all the time and put the memes up on your Instagram. I want to talk to that Eve down on the inside of you that knows better and do better. They can't evict you for 60 days. So I know y'all. It's a part of y'all somewhere. If this not your word, pass it to somebody. Pass it to your cousin. Pass it to your sister because somebody in your neighborhood is this, this level of raggedy. I used to be this level of raggedy. That's why I can speak to it so well. You're going to be tempted to say... I'm not going to pay my rent. I'm already trying to make a way out of no way. I can't afford to pay it, but I don't even want to see my account on this empty. It's about time we've been waiting on the reason to not pay our bills, okay? We don't know what they're going to do when this 60 days is up. If they're going to turn around and say, now you got to give us everything at one time or we're evicting you, we don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to play us. If you can pay your rent, pay it. If you can't pay it, sis, don't worry about it. It ain't nothing you can do about it. But I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you, don't play with the man. Because the man will have you out here thinking you don't have to pay rent for 60 days. And then on 61 day, they're going to be like, hey, hey, cuz. Because remember when I told you, now you got to pay everything at one time with fees or interest or something. I'm just telling you, don't play around. Dorisha says, I'm Eve. I'm paying everything up and feeding these kids. Tammy Wallace says, let me inform you. I pay serious taxes and get a small refund at the end of the year. That stimulus check is my money. You better fight for yours. Kanisha says, LOL, listen, I don't play with my bills. If I'm able to pay them without that stimulus check, they're going to get paid. That check will sit right in my account. I'm not talking necessarily about the stimulus because I don't think you have to pay that back, but don't listen to me. I ain't nobody. You better Google. Okay, but what I'm saying is this there are some states where they're saying that they won't evict you for 60 days if you're unable to pay your rent there's a difference between unable and I don't want to let me break that down for you unable means I am unable don't want to mean that part of you the part of you that saw that and said that part of you, we don't trust them. That's Eve. We trying to rescue Eve. She know better, but she don't do better. But when we rescue her, she going to try and do better. Okay? Don't be that person. Tamigo says, if it's your mortgage, you will owe four months after the three-month referral. See? And that's what I'm talking about. Mm-mm. Deep Thought says, SMH, people get so excited about money that they don't know the fine print. That's okay. Listen. Uh, let's see. Christian says stimulus checks shouldn't discriminate. Rona doesn't discriminate. Stimulus does. They do though. Okay. Uh, Gina says, sis, that's a word for somebody. I know, I know, I, I know what I said was a word. All right. Amy says in Florida, they are still doing evictions. I work for the course and that's a shame. 
That's a shame, okay? Um, all right, listen. Champagne Vanessa says shoes and bundles can wait. No one's going to see them anyways. That's another thing. If you don't pay your rent, I want to believe that you're not going to pay your rent. Like, I have the money, but I'm not going to pay it. I just want to sit it in my bank account for a little bit. But I know y'all. I know us. I know me. I know we. We going to find something to spend that rent money on. And then on 61 day, we going to be sitting somewhere talking about, but I'm unable. Now I'm unable. At first I didn't want to, but now I am unable. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. You got to be where your able is supposed to be so you don't be unable. I'm preaching to who? I'm preaching today. Sharissa says, hey, Pastor, just getting here live from the Atlanta delegation. What up, ATL in this thing? Angelique says, I already work from home. My life and finances haven't changed. I'm paying my bills as usual. Praise the Lord. Just what says SJR on the quarantine moon. LOL got me cracking up over here. Okay. Susan says, I'm not unable, but I find many reasons why I don't want to. Got to operate at the highest levels of myself. I understand I don't want to. And let me tell you, here's the thing about I don't want to. We can say I don't want to eat salad, and we can wear clothes that stretch. We can wear leggings. We can cancel summer and say, you know what? God gave me... Um, a one piece with a skirt ministry this summer. He didn't give me crop top ministry this summer. He put he assigned me to a different ministry this summer. This summer, I thought I was going to be on the crop top ministry and he has moved me to the one piece with a skirt ministry. God moves and fluctuates ministries. What I'm saying is this. If you are unable to be in the crop top thing, that's 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 fine. We can work around that. You got to pay these bills, though, because we don't want the alternative to not paying these bills. So you got to know where you're unable and able stops. OK. How about that? Um, let's see. That's Rescue Eve. Praise the Lord. We rescue somebody. Uh, Olivia Olive, just one last thought on this, is the landlord will respect you more. Who knows? Maybe on a rainy day in the future, you could be pardoned if you if you can't right now. That's right. So basically, my sis is saying... Go on and pay that bill, and if you get to unable, the landlord going to remember when you was able. And he going to say, I know you unable now, but I do remember when you was able, and that's going to mean something. Moving right along, saints turn to Hail Mary. Hail Mary is, oh, what a segue. All right, I didn't even do that on purpose, but the Holy Ghost told me, I guess. So Hail Mary is when we take a minute and just acknowledge people who are out here doing the things. Okay, they're out here setting trends, they are innovating, they're creating, they're proclaiming truths that only um, they could do, and it's really set a standard for us all. I want to first give a Hail Mary to Cheesecake Factory, which incidentally does not go very well with my last thought, but that's fine. I'm going to just go on and do what I got to do anyway. Uh, the Cheesecake Factory released a public statement that they will not be paying uh, the the payment, their rent or mortgage on any of their facilities um, at all on April 1st. And I made them Hail Mary before knowing that I was going to tell y'all to pay your rent, but that's fine. I made them Hail Mary because I appreciated the clarity in which they gave their statement. And I think there's a lesson in that for us financially, Cheesecake Factory said, I'm unable. And when I am able, you'll be the first to know. But they proclaimed it. And there's got to be such freedom in that because 
I wish I wouldn't have did that whole pay your bills thing. But Cheesecake Factory said they can't do it. And they proclaimed they can't do it. And I thought that there was something to that because you got to know when you can and when you can't. Shabreya says Cheesecake Factory did it for the culture. Phoenix says, yes, they did. They said it's not going to happen. I could understand if they said Cheesecake that Jamie said Cheesecake Factory need to be rescued. Cheesecake said, wait, our tree says Cheesecake needs to be rescued. Jamie says Cheesecake Factory said they aren't able. Let me tell you something. I don't think they need to be rescued. I think they need to teach us how to say when we came. Cheesecake Factory said, don't even worry about it, bruh. And like the mortgage company and the rent folks was like, you mean don't worry about it at, at the Topanga location? And they was like, no, don't worry about it at all, ever, ever. Don't ever worry about it until, first of all, because let me tell y'all something about Cheesecake Factory. I know people are letting y'all... Um, uh, order to go and pick up and stuff. Y'all don't really eat Cheesecake Factory. Are y'all ready for this? Who Who's ready to fight me on the Woman Evolved podcast? Y'all eat Cheesecake Factory when you're at the mall or you're walking around the little shopping center and you get hungry and there it is. You like, there's Cheesecake Factory. First of all, it's too many things on the menu. So you're already overwhelmed when you get in there. You get in there, you order something, whatever. Che- y'all not really eating Cheesecake Factory. If we don't have nowhere to go, nobody's going to Cheesecake Factory. At the moment that they closed the mall down, Cheesecake Factory New Day was closed down because ain't nobody just going out to eat Cheesecake Factory. Let me tell y'all a secret. Don't tell nobody. Uh, speaking of food that don't nobody really eat, you know how y'all lie and say y'all don't eat McDonald's? Sis, I went to McDonald's the other day because I needed French fries. Needed. Needed French fries. My husband is the COVID-19 police. Gloves, mask, hand sanitizer, hand washing, Cover your shoes when you come in the house, COVID police, okay? I said, babe, I love you. I know we got to be inside, but I need French fries, okay? Um, And we went and we sat in a line because other people needed French fries as well. And do you know that when they handed me them French fries, they didn't have gloves on and my husband made me throw them French fries away? I just wanted to share that with y'all. Um... Anywho, as I was saying, Cheesecake Factory. Jessica Johnson says, and it's unseasoned, plus no Snicker bar cheesecake anymore. Wendy says, eat there all the time, but that menu is intense. It is intense. Tamika says, they got rid of my cheesecake, so they don't need rescuing. Dee says, no, they're not even at the malls by me. I like the Cheesecake Factory food. Wings are fine. Really? I don't, I mean, Cheesecake Factory is stress for me. Jamie says, Cheesecake said, these foodies aren't loyal, and they ain't about to be out here needing a stimulus check. I don't, uh, now, it's just now hitting, yes. Melinda says, he did what? Cherie says, oh my gosh, PT. He threw the whole, the whole bag away. He was like, babe. Uh, First of all, I was excited because I, let me tell y'all, let me just be me for a minute. The line was long. Everybody get frustrated at a long line at McDonald's, not me. Because you know what that says to me? French fries finna be so fresh, okay? So I was excited. I stayed in line. I was on my phone, do, 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 just doing my thing, waiting. They handed me French fries. Bag was piping hot. You know how the bag just be piping hot? Like, you know them French fries fresh. They finna be crunchy. They finna be crispy. I had them French fries. I went back and, and put my hand in because you know you got to taste them before you drive out the window just to make sure that it is what I came in here for. I had my hand down in there. He snatched it. My hand, my hand's still in the bag. He gonna snatch the bag and my hand. He was like, we can't eat this. And I was like, I know it's McDonald's. It's fine. He was like, they didn't have gloves on. I was like, I, I just prayed over the food. This grease is gonna kill whatever's in it. You gonna throw the whole, he said, we gotta throw this away. 
Tammy says, so you didn't need them after all? Oh, no, I said I needed them. I needed them. Andrea Marie says, this whole story is giving me life. <laughs> Taylor says, I wish I could have seen your face when that bag went flying out the window. And then, you know, there's two of me in here. There's Eve and there's Mary. And Eve was like, Eve was like, word, bruh. But Mary was trying to be like, you know what, you're right. You know, you're right. And health. And I, to, to my girl's point, you didn't even need those anyway. And all that stuff. And then another part of me was like, Eve, Eve was still like, no, sis, you actually needed those french fries. And that's why we're out here in the whole place, in the whole first place. And then let me tell y'all, oh, quarantine life. He was like, do you want to go to another one to see if they have on gloves? And I was like, yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Now I don't have, I'm, I'm out here. Okay. Yes, I actually do. I try not to be the fat wife because, you know, there's a version that you don't even let your husband see of who you are and how you can eat in the car like it's nobody's business. But he had me pinned against the wall. He had just thrown away fresh French fries. And then he's like, do you want to go see another one? As if I was going to say, no, gotcha. Yes, I do. I do want to go to another one and see if there's any gloves on it, that one. So then then we go to another McDonald's. This is not the best story. <laughs> not painting me in the best light. But I went to another McDonald's in the time of Corona. And we sat and waited at the window. We didn't even get in the line to see if they had on gloves. He was like, pull up to the side and watch them hand somebody their food. Well, the first one, there wasn't nobody at the first one. He's like, pull up a little. So we pulled up a little. I'm watching to see if the person having gloves, prayer life never been stronger. Prayer life never been stronger than in this moment. Father, it's me again, standing at your throne of grace. Father God, if it be your will on today, would you please, Lord, cover their hands in plastic as only you can do. You said that you will wipe it clean as snow father let these gloves be clean as snow let me tell you how the holy ghost put gloves on them saints hands and they handed me them french fries and i ate them <laughs> so that has been today's podcast i think i need to <laughs> i think we can end it now but i'm telling you what i know is what i know chelsea Harris says, oh, no, I'm not there yet with my husband yet. Pray for me. I need deliverance. I would have been so upset. OMG, you not going to throw away my... He threw him away in the parking lot. Uh, Shaquay says, Rona got us out here risking it all for a size large fry. And I do mean large. Don't you hand me no medium French fry. Don't you hand me no French uh, medium. Dulce Maria says, we need you to, we need to give you an offering. Sure do for my pain and suffering. Alana says, you are showing out today. Today is rough. Today is rough. Monet says, did you tear them up? I had to because now I have a short window. First of all, I've been gone a long time and I got a short window before I get home. And these kids I live with start saying, like, you ain't gave me no French fries. Do you have any more French fries? Left? I want French fries. No, these are my French fries. So I had to closet eat them into the car. I pulled up to the house and I parked just a little bit away from the house so I can finish my French fries in peace. And that was my whole vacation. Corona has me thinking McDonald's French fries and time in the car is vacation. And I have to take what I can get. Jocelyn says, Jocelyn says, I bind Rona in Jesus' name. When I say bind it, Erica says, I L-M-A-O, I would have cried. Sharissa says, them McDonald's hot fries be good with that dash of salt. Sure do. Sure do. Um, so this podcast has gone downhill per usual, but that's fine. That's fine. Constance says, Pastor Bessie said, these kids I live with. These kids I live with. Yes, I live my roommates. Try to eat my French fries. All right. So 
That was a story that didn't have nothing to do with Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory, we out here, we see you out here doing it for all of us, and we appreciate you. Uh, I also want to give a big ups to Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines honors healthcare professionals with touching message amid the coronavirus pandemic. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but on Sunday, the airline shared a heartwarming message via social media that honored the brave souls that flew from Atlanta, Georgia, to aid the coronavirus relief efforts in New York City. In a post shared by the official Southwest Airlines Instagram account, several healthcare professionals can be seen sitting inside of a Southwest aircraft, putting up hand hearts as they get as they gear for takeoff. The post says, while so many of us continue to feel the effects of COVID-19 pandemic, no one knows what is happening quite like our medical professionals, these brave souls, soldiers on in the midst of the tremendous risk and exposure, constantly putting the needs of others above their own. Their selfless sacrifice is a beacon of light during such a dark time in our world and no amount of gratitude and praise would ever be enough. Because of their courage, our family, our friends, our coworkers, our neighbors, and more have a fighting chance. So I'm constantly just thankful for the healthcare providers who are out here doing things that literally you have to have a calling in order to do well and to risk your life for. So I thank them and obviously the pilots and the team that made sure that they got there. Everyone's kind of putting their lives on the risk, at least their health on the risk in order to make sure that our world continues to function. And I don't think that we can underestimate enough how much of a sacrifice that is. So whenever you get a chance, make sure you love on people. Uh, Doll races, they took an oath, not a job. That's for sure. Raina says, I work every day. I wish my jobs start giving us extra extra pay. Pray for us all. But being an essential worker these days, I can only imagine. Denise Smith says, I'm a registered nurse in New York City, and you have indeed blessed my soul this evening. Thank you, Denise, for your sacrifice. I love you. I hope this podcast can add a little joy to your day because you are certainly adding so much wisdom and health to all of ours. Sierra Dent says, awesome. So thankful for Frontliners Medical and Life-Sustaining Businesses. Indeed. Sunshine Yo says, yes, SJR. I'm hitting you on both lines. Okay, so that's what's up. That is what's up. So... Deep Thought says, definitely big ups to healthcare providers, but can we also talk about hairdressers taking one client at a time in their house? Any traveling nail techs? Ha, ha, ha. Just kidding. I'm going to tell you, I'm about five minutes from ordering one of them little foot spas from Amazon. And I'm going to be, if your next podcast, if y'all hear, you know, a little noise that you're, first of all, do y'all remember when y'all used to have them little home spa foot bathtub things with the little uh, bumps on the bottom and then it don't do nothing but vibrate? Why does it vibrate like that to try? make you feel like you're really doing something and then you had to put them towels down on the ground underneath it that's where I'm about to be y'all ain't gonna have me out here crusty dusty uh so hail mary to everyone all of our essential workers we love you we appreciate you we thank you guys for what you're doing to make sure that this world continues to function um those are my hail marys for today I'm going to take these advice questions and let me tell you Oh, sis, somebody is really struggling. Okay, so let me read this one first, and then I'll read the other one. It says, Pastor Sarah and the delegation. Okay, y'all bring the best of yourself into this moment. Don't be you anymore, okay? How about that? I've been in in an emotionally abusive relationship for just about two years now. He recently moved out, and every time I think it's over, he has some reason to come back into my life. 
I'm trying to stay strong this time to end it for good. Since meeting him, I've gained so much weight, stopped loving myself, find myself scared to make connections because of what he might say, and just completely lost myself. The only thing getting me through is my faith. I pray about it every day and know God is telling me to move forward. I just feel stuck. I don't have many friends in Houston where I am and have been close to his family. So every time he comes back into my life, it just feels comfortable and safe. So I slip up and let it happen. I need some advice on how to stay strong, hold my ground and leave him for good. So obviously this is a question that we get in some capacity a lot from a lot of different women who have similar situations. And I want to challenge you the same way I've had to challenge them and myself to make it less about staying away from him and more about recognizing your role in this. There's something you said about Uh, In this first paragraph, it says, every time I think it's over, he has some reason to come back into my life. And I think that you have to know that you are creating or providing that reason. And we want to know why. Why is it that he's able to get back into your life? I don't want to hear about what he says or the history. I want to know more about what his presence in your life distracts you from or makes you feel better about. Do you feel less alone? I know for me, I felt less alone As a single mother, I felt like maybe I had worth or value because I was in a relationship. But most importantly, I didn't want to have to be by myself because I didn't know if I would love what I saw. If that resonates with you in any capacity, I want you to know that every time you take him back, you are cheating on yourself. You may be in relationship with him, but you lose out on the relationship with yourself. And until you are ever fully in love and able to be in relationship with yourself, you will always settle for someone who shortens their end of the deal because you don't demand the value that you think that you deserve. This really, really, really is not about him at all. And I used to hate when people would tell me that, but it's so, so true. This has everything to do with you, everything to do with how you see yourself, everything to do with how you still have growth and healing and development that needs to take place. For some reason, this guy feels like a Band-Aid over a wound that you experienced at some point. Maybe it was a different relationship, maybe some trauma that you experienced when you were a younger girl. And for some reason, you need someone to love you. You need someone to validate you. And you are loving him the way that you want to be loved. That's what I think is so interesting about these toxic relationships is that we end up pledging our love, our time and our devotion to someone ultimately because we're loving them the way that we want to be loved. But we never qualify what we're receiving in return. I dare you to take the weapon of your love and turn it against your brokenness, to demand yourself to have healing and wholeness, to be by yourself, to seek the therapy that you need, to really create a plan to maybe get back to where you feel most comfortable with your friends and family. I know you're not uh, where you're from right now, but I dare you to really begin to discover who you are. And then from that place of wholeness, you won't have to worry about when he comes back because you will be so whole and so in love with who you have become that there will be no room for that person to invade your space. He is connecting with a lesser version of who you are, a discounted version of who you are. We want to know when you discounted your worth. When is it that you started to believe that that whole fearfully and wonderfully made business didn't belong to you, that whole valuable and worthy didn't apply to you somewhere along the way? 
you made a decision that those things weren't necessarily true. And so you discounted yourself and he purchased you at a discounted rate. But sis, we can always take that value back up. So as you're listening to this podcast, I want you to know that we at the delegation are rescuing you. And we want you to put yourself off of the clearance rack and go back to that luxury in high price value that you are. Okay. Your yacht material. Okay. Not lifeboat material. And we need you to get your whole life counseling, therapy, worship, read wholeness by my husband, read don't settle for safe. It's okay to be afraid to be alone. It's normal. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're weird, but you got to have another narrative in your head. And I think that as long as you know, the longer I'm with him, the longer I avoid getting to know me and the longer I am cheating on the highest version of myself, maybe that'll help you move. But let's see what the delegation says. Nicole Bryan says, God restores it all. Just seek him. Build your relationship with him and watch. I love you, sister. Jennifer Cunningham says she has to get her power back. Start with you. Will you allow you to be treated as such? Love on you, on slowing you, will f- on slowing you will find your worth and power. Ruthie Ruthie says, yes, we got you, sis. You are, are enough. You're strong. You're beautiful. And we love you. And we are rooting for you. Now, maybe this wasn't your story, but you can resonate. You can resonate with this question. I want you to know that uh, all of these affirmations apply to you as well. Keisha says, watch some personality disorder videos also, because once you know what you're dealing with, you can see them a lot clearer. Arlene Robertson says, got counseling for PTSD and I'm doing good. They are broken and can't be healed. God made you perfect. You are enough. Diamond Moore says, cheating on the highest version of yourself. Find the root to restore your soul. It's a tough process, but it's so worth it. I'm currently finding my way back to me. Let's see. Bella says, maybe she needs the delegates to let her know we love her. Definitely. Shamika says, don't break down, break through. Destiny Moore says, I definitely receive that also. The affirmations are key. We love you, sis. J-Love says, if he's taking more than he's adding, let him go in peace. You're worth more. Ashley Morgan says, if you can send her uh, my info, I'm in Houston. I can totally relate. Ashley, you can hit me up in my DMs and I will pass it along to you. You know what? Like, someone is listening from my incredible Woman Evolve team and they're going to help me figure this out. We need to have Woman Evolve support groups. We can do it within the Woman Evolve Facebook app. But if we do them city specific, if we do like Woman Evolve Houston, Woman Evolve LA, it will be the beginning of the chapters that we already want to do. But we'll also allow them to connect with women who are, you know, at least somewhat like-minded. If anybody's listening to me, they like-minded. So at least we can get them all in the same room. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Delisha says, take it one day at a time. Jelena says, yes. Jen says, yes, I'm ready for the We Chapters. We Chapters are like on our list of things to do. Um, But at least starting the Facebook groups will be able to help. So, all right, listen, uh, we love you. We want you to be well. We want you to be strong. Whether you wrote this question or this is your question, you just didn't get a chance to ask it. We love you and we want to see you be all that you can be and to live your best life. Uh, So how about that? Let's see. Next question. So it says, hi, Sarah. Hope everything is well with your family in this time. I know you're a 
Woman of strong faith, so I know you're strong through this. I have a question about locking in with God. So I do understand that this is a perfect time to really dive into the word and commune with God, but I don't know where to start. My mind is always so distracted and all over the place. I really want to, but the push isn't there. How do I change that? So... I think you have to determine what you are curious about. There's one thing to be like, I need to get into my word. I need to get into my word. But I think that you have to understand, like, what is it that I want to know the most about God or understand the most about God and humanity and and Christ and me and my potential? And I think that you have to study based off of what you know you need right now. As you continue to deepen your relationship with God, he will reveal new areas for you to focus. But I don't think it's enough to just say, I want to read the word. I think that you have to go into the word hungry. So you have to identify your hungry. So you said that, um, I do understand that this is a perfect time to really dive into the word and commune with God. I think that you have to understand what what is it that communing with God is going to do for the season that I am in right now. It's going to give me strength. Okay. well, let me look at times when someone was in relationship with God and received strength. Do I want to study David? (laughs) Do I want to start there with how David received strength? How did he go from being a shepherd boy? What were those characteristics that he displayed? Maybe it's Ruth. God used this incredible. I love colliding with destiny. That's a shameless plug, but it's a devotional that I wrote. We actually have it on Shop Woman Evolve, and I'm pretty sure everything is like 20% off on Shop Woman Evolve. But on colliding with destiny, I have journal questions and I break down the subject so that you can kind of break down the scriptures so that you can just hit, hear it in like layman's terms. And then there are journal questions that allow you to kind of dig in afterwards. But I think really identifying exactly what you're hungry for. And it's no different than when you get like physically hungry, right? You get physically hungry and you're like, man, I want to eat this. I think that when you go into the word, especially as you go into it as a beginner and you're still learning how to navigate it and the language can be strange or whatever, like you want to know what am I hungry for? I want to know that God sees me when I am in a dark season of my life. Okay, well then I'm going to turn to when Paul was locked up in prison and how did God see him? I'm going to turn to Jonah. Maybe you're like, man, I haven't been doing what God told me to do. I want to see how God deals with us when we are out of his will. I'm going to look at Jonah. How did God deal with Jonah? Do you feel like you've been stuck in a dark place? Are you in the whale of a fish because you didn't do what God told you to do? Okay, now I'm ready to turn. What do I need to do now? But I think really recognizing what it is that you're looking for is going to be really helpful. Jamie, who's one of the members of the Woman Evolved team, has actually challenged me to kind of do a quarantine Bible study. So I definitely want to really lay that out. But I want to do something that's going to be useful and helpful for you guys. So maybe if you're listening on the podcast, you can leave us a comment or slide into my DMs and let me know what topics you guys would be interested in us covering. And we can do that. So, yeah. Our Street Shepherd says, watch Bishop T.D. Jake's message on I Didn't Know I Was Me. I believe that's on YouTube. I'm a soldier says I've started with praise and worship and getting into his presence. There's nothing like worship. That's the other thing, like communing with God, of course, getting into your word is the perfect way to understand God's vision for your life and how he interacts with humanity. His plan and his love for all of us is all laid out so beautifully in scripture. But I think also worship (laughs) to say, God, I'm hungry for you and to create an atmosphere of your house and worship and worship 
if you can take like meditation <laughs> and worship and like put them together, because I feel like people make worship seem so easy, but when you're new and you're fresh, really understanding how to worship can be kind of challenging. So I will just say for me, worship is me hearing the words of the song and connecting those words with my issues. So you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. So how does that resonate with where I am in my life? How does that connect with where I am? Well, right now I'm in the middle of a pandemic and I'm worried and I'm stressed. If I'm saying that God is a good, good father, but I'm also worried at the same time, then I need the good, good father to meet that worry. If uh, your reckless love is running after me uh, or chasing after me, yeah, chasing after me. Um, If it's chasing after me, what I need God's love, I think really connecting the songs that you hear with that worship and then allowing those words to really speak over your fear, to speak over your insecurity, to speak over your anxiety until you begin to feel it shift. When you begin to feel it shift, you're in the presence. And I promise you, when you go into it like that, when you connect those words that you hear with those fears and anxieties that you have, when you create that connection, the power of God will show up because you are introducing him to your fear. I know I was joking <laughs> a bit earlier when I was talking about his strength being made perfect in our weakness, but his strength has to be introduced to your weakness. And you're the only one who's capable of doing that. Perfect love cast out fear. That perfect love needs to be introduced to that fear so that it can be cast out. If you're just worshiping, but you're not making a connection, you're just singing songs. And sometimes you can be in a worship experience and sing the songs, but because you haven't introduced it to your specific need and your specific pain, you end up leaving those encounters feeling empty. But when you open Open yourself up fully. It doesn't have to be strange. It doesn't have to be awkward. It doesn't have to be loud, though it can be all of those things. It's your way of saying, God, this is where I need you. This word, these words are resonating in this part of my soul and you allow him to hover there. And that's going to be a beautiful transformation for you. So Naraki Jordan says, Make Me a House of Prayer is an amazing worship song. We have a Woman Evolve quarantine worship list that we have on Spotify and on iTunes. And I think it's like Quarantine Can't Stop My Worship. You guys should check it out. It's got some of my favorite songs and some of the favorite songs of our team. Just Wit says, as SJR would say, invite God to get down in the bed with you for sure. The final say is definitely. That's another thing is like take another a message that you've heard that really blessed you and go and read the scripture for yourself with the awakening that that sermon did for you. And then just look at it from different perspectives. That's also another good way to start. And then... um Write down what comes to you in your prayer and in your worship times. Sherelle Stanley says that part, God, this is where I need you. This is where you got to tell him. <laughs> and then he'll show you when you so that thing about being in relationship with God is you invite him into where you need him the most. Right. And then he starts to show you, oh, there's another area you need me to. <laughs> oh, there's another area you need me to. And then you become dependent on God because you realize I am my most powerful when I am only relying on your side. So God, if the job doesn't work out, I trust it's because you saw that there was something there that I didn't need. That's when we really get to be in relationship with God and our spirit is made stronger. Veronica says, we have to stay prayed up and in praise mode and stop listening to all this madness for sure, because it will have you out here wiling out. Okay. Those are my advice questions. And you know, this thing is not over unless we have a snack. And I have a snack for you guys. I got to be on the Essence Wellness House uh, virtual summit a little earlier today. 
And I want to share with you guys what I shared or tried to share <laughs> briefly with them. And I kept hearing this thing like about silver linings, silver linings, silver linings. And, you know, we keep talking in our house about the silver linings of being in quarantine or self-isolation. You know, well, at least we got to spend time with the kids. That's one thing we wouldn't have been able to do. We keep focusing on these silver linings. And sometimes it can kind of make us feel like, you know, okay, well, there are so many silver linings in this. How can we still be struggling with the fact that we are isolated, that we do have worries about where this is headed? We don't know when the end is in sight. Everything in our world is new, but there's also silver linings. And so I just Googled silver linings and I realized, which I haven't realized in such a long time, but it's not it's not just silver linings, right? We always talk about, oh, well, there's a silver lining. That phrase actually is every cloud has a silver lining, right? That's what makes it the silver lining is that the silver lining is when the sun shines on that cloud and creates a lining around the cloud that lets you know there's still sun in the midst of the clouds. But we cannot forget the juxtaposition of clouds and sun or clouds and silver linings, which means we are going to have moments where we see the silver linings in this, that we are creating a nicer humanity, that the world is having a chance to heal. But then there also are clouds like I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm worried today. I can't live in the silver lining in this exact moment. And I want to give you permission to be wherever you are at any given moment. In this podcast alone, I have gone from being completely, utterly crazy to also sharing tips on worship, right? So I've had both the cloud and the silver lining showing up in this podcast because I have finally come to a place during this quarantine where I'm like, this is who I am. And there are some moments where I'm going to get up and get on the treadmill and eat salad. And then I may have to escape the house and eat French fries. I am trying to figure this out the same way everyone else is. And there are clouds and silver linings waiting for all of us to experience and be exposed to. My prayer for you, delegation, uh, male and female members of the delegation, is that you will not force yourself to be married to neither the clouds or the silver lining, but that you would allow yourself to be this beautiful combination of them both at any given moment and that you would do so unapologetically. Maybe you're a healthcare worker and on one part you see the heroism and what you're doing and that's your silver lining, but it's also tough and it's hard and you're not able to let anyone know that there's a cloud over you too. The truth is that that's okay. And if you're hearing these words, then I believe God wants you to have the assurance that it is okay. If you don't believe me when I say that the clouds and the silver linings are all a part of God's plan, then I want you to read Exodus 13 about how God led the children of Israel out of Egyptian captivity by using a pillar of cloud by day. That means that we serve a God who knows how to use cloudy days in those moments where you feel cloudy, you feel stressed, you feel worried, you're not sure if everything is going to work out or if we're headed anywhere at all. I want you to be reminded that God uses cloudy days. I hope I said that the way that I felt it in my spirit and the way that I shared it earlier. I love you guys tremendously. And Diane says it's all about balance and perspective. Deep Thought says, tell the truth and shame the devil. I had a cloud this morning and needed a break from an arrogant boss. Good to know my feelings were okay. The silver lining is a personal day confirmation. Lanisha says, we serve a guy that uses cloudy days. Come on, Sarah. And Latrice Bruce says, thank you. I've had to give myself grace because it's okay to not know how to do this. We've never had to do this. We've never had to do this before. 
So we we get permission to be rough around the edges while we're figuring it out. I have grace for you. I pray you'll have grace for me. We're going to drop the link to the worship playlist. I see you guys asking questions. I'm going to ask them to put it in the comments for us. You know how we do. Not logging off without a prayer. Father, thank you for choosing us to be alive in this season and in this generation. Sometimes we don't know why you did it. We're not sure what we can offer and what seems like a challenging season, or we're not sure that we're doing enough. But because you have us here, we trust and believe that as long as we live in the highest version of ourselves and have grace when we fall short, that you will make it all work together for our good. So I am praying, God, for perfect peace, perfect strength, perfect strategy, and perfect wisdom for all of my listeners, Father. May you show them how to navigate their finances, navigate their emotions, navigate this disease and virus in a way that you would do it, that we would have divine creativity on how to not just live, but to thrive in this season. Thank you for trusting us with this moment. We hope to make you proud. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Love you guys.